today. Twelve U.S. service members were killed in a terrorist attack outside Kabul airport as the U.S. relies on the Taliban to protect them. Uh, also, YouTube says it has taken down more than one million videos for COVID-19 misinformation. We'll get into that. And uh, by the way, over in Australia, they are very lucky if they are fully vaccinated to be allowed to leave their home for one hour of recreational time. We have got a lot to get into today, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez back in studio. I broke free finally from the confines of my house. I am happy to be joined today by uh, Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, also a survivor. Thank you. Thank you very so, much. We yes. share that now. Yes, We're in we a support do. group together. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Thanks for being here as cool. well. Um, all right. So, by the way, but as we get started, I would just like to just reiterate, screw you, China. Um, so, <laughs> as we get, uh, let's, let's get to the headlines of the day. I just, you feel like what's happening in Afghanistan, it just can't get any worse and then it just continues to get worse somehow. So uh, there were explosions outside the airport in Kabul uh, today. They killed at least 12 U.S. service members. I know for a while they had said there were four, and then a U.S. official upped that number to 12 now. Uh, and then, of course, a number of others were being treated for wounds. Uh, now, this was um, ISIS-K, who is claiming that, the, that they are the ones who did this, um, but this was just, I don't know if you guys saw videos of it. Surely we cannot show those on this program. They're very graphic, um, but they are out there circling social media. Um, and apparently the first blast took place right outside the airport's Abbey Gate, and then the second at the nearby Barron Hotel. Uh, scattered, gunshot, scattered gunshots were heard after the blasts, and um, it's it was really sad to see. I know I, I saw another video of people standing in the same location that the first blast went off, and this was 24 hours previous, and they were just all standing there, you know, holding up their things, just begging, trying to get uh, a flight, you know, a way out. And then 24 hours later, just complete and total uh, devastation out there. Stu, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's a really dark day in yeah. U.S. history, honestly. I mean, it's uh, it was hard to go through this. We, this stuff all happened while we were on the air for radio today, and to see it all happening live. You're right. I mean, it's a, they said 12, another 15 uh, wounded, and uh, the numbers for uh, civilians are very high as well. Uh, one of the reports was 60 dead uh, among Afghan civilians, 140 injured, and we don't know how if there were any, you know, people, Americans as well in that group uh, that were just, just, you know, not service people, but just trying to get through the line. Um, it is, uh, it's incredible that, that this has happened. And, you know, I, one of the things as we've been going through this, you know, there, look, there wasn't a big appetite for this, uh, for the, this presence anymore in Afghanistan uh, by the U.S. Uh, population. Really, both sides of the argument had come. Uh, Republicans and Democrats mostly wanted to get out of there. It wasn't, it's not about that. It's about competence. Um, and we kind of started talking about this as things broke down a little bit. And 
we were talking about it as this thing like, oh, Biden screwed up. True, right? Um, uh, this was a, you know, a, a chaotic situation. It was not planned well. Why did they do it in this order? Why would they let go of the airbase before they get everyone out? All these questions came up, and it was all being talked about as if it were this like thing in the past that he had messed up. And it, it, what we were actually talking about at that time was the best case scenario. The best case scenario was that there was just chaos and we got everybody out and it was an embarrassing thing for the administration. We, we are now taking a giant step toward the worst case scenario mm -hmm. and we should realize we may not even be there. Right now, with all of these people dead, there's no way to improve that situation. They're gone. Um, so this situation can still get considerably worse. Saigon is a dream from where we are right now, which is a terrible, terrible thing to say. You know, these people are out there trying to, you know, to do everything they can to get people home. Uh, we still have, they believe, a thousand people, at least in the country, that are American citizens, uh, most of which uh, that want to come home, though they keep spending an inordinate amount of time explaining why people wouldn't want to come back. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, whether we're going to be able to get any of them to the airport or whether this is even going to continue past today, I think is a big question. Yeah. Let me, Eric, let me, Stu, since you brought that up, let me go ahead and play uh, the U.S. ambassador to Afghanistan, who, again, this is a very weird talking point that the administration keeps using, which is, well, I, I mean, at this point, you know, if Americans are still there, they, they're just choosing to stay. They just want, because they just want to stay somewhere where the Taliban uh, and also ISIS want to both kill them. Um, apparently, they just really enjoy, I don't know, terror. I have no idea. Listen to this from the administration. The question has been raised. Why didn't the U.S. get out Americans and our Afghani friends before the Taliban were able to take control of Kabul? Good question. You warned about this in a cable. Were you ignored? We put out uh, repeated warnings every three weeks to Americans going back to, I think, March or April, uh, each one in stronger terms, leave now, leave immediately. Uh, never in my, my uh, 40 years of working, uh, uh, since I began working at the State Department, have I seen such strong, uh, such strong language used. Uh, people chose not to leave, that's, that's their business, that's their right. Uh, I, I, we regret now that, that uh, many may find themselves in a position that they would rather not be in, uh, and we are determined to try to try to help them. Uh, no, Eric, I don't really believe him um, because, <laughs> I, well, I mean, number one, if you go back and listen to Joe Biden's press conferences, I mean, this was what the beginning of August and everyone's asking him, hey, is it inevitable that the Taliban is going to take over and overthrow everything? And he's saying no. Right. So the press conferences that he is giving to the American people are making it sound like everything will be OK. It seems weird that it over, you know, on the other side of things that he would be sending all of these cables saying, leave now, get out immediately three weeks ago. I, I just have a hard time believing that. Yeah, it doesn't add up. Uh, in July, when you listen to his rhetoric and how he was talking about Afghanistan, it was completely different. And of course, you have to kind of change your tone on things once it hits the fan, which is exactly what what it did. But that's I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, I mean, I would imagine that's sort of if they are sending out however they're contacting Americans, emails, phones, whatever it is, with such a stern warning, uh, it doesn't seem to match up because it would have sounded like they were OK if 
we are going by what Biden was saying. But yeah, like you've mentioned, this could absolutely get worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, because uh, what happened in the wrong order, which we could sit here and argue all day long, which order it should have been in. But well, I guess we can concede it. at minimum now it was the absolute <laughs> bad, <laughs> yes. bad order. Let's whatever say, this whatever was, it was wrong. It was incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever this happened shouldn't have happened. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of people are stuck in, in, a, in, a, in a very bad situation. And I, I believe you kind of uh, alluded to at the beginning of the show of this whole, you know, our government is essentially letting the the Taliban know who these <laughs> who uh, our peoples are, the names of yeah. them, where the, apparently where they're at, as well as the Afghans that have uh, helped them out, which they're probably dead on arrival as soon, as soon as they figure out where those guys are even located. All of this just makes for a very, very bad situation and unfortunately can get worse. And this is, I mean, me picking up, well, I'm not like some military folks, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some sort of expert on this. But all eyes are on Kabul. Mm. Why? You told everybody to go there. So if I'm a terrorist or if I'm a person that wants to do bad things to people, where am I going to go? Like, it's a hotbed, is yep. it not? Mm -hmm. is, is it not? And I, I don't think that, well, maybe they are stupid enough to not think that they wouldn't react based upon that. Well, uh, everybody's trying to get there. Why don't we go over there and mess, mess something up? And reports are talking about suicide bombers and, and all of this. It's just a bad situation. But it sounds like a lot of people were set up for failure regardless. Mm. And to see Joe Biden and in this administration, not even really want to talk about it, or at least not talking about it to us, not really giving any press conferences to this regards, just really goes to show how bad this situation is. But unfortunately, it can get worse because not just Americans, there are other these allies as well that are there behind enemy lines. And it's not like they, they seem to be making it easier. I saw a plane. Uh, someone took a picture of one of the planes because people were unable to get to Kabul. One of the planes that left were virtually empty. It wasn't that many people that were that were on. And that's the conversation that doesn't seem to be had. It's not just about getting people out of uh, out of uh, Kabul being via flight it's like okay you have all these people that are nowhere near to where they need to get to how do they get there like you mentioned no military training nothing there's nothing ensuring that that trip to the airport is going to be something that they can survive look this is all bad but i hate to say that yeah it can get worse you think that like you like uh what Stu mentioned look we're on the other side of this at least we botched it okay yeah some, some things look bad but we can at least get our guys out of there it's not what we're dealing with as no. you can see and, well i mean i just never thought that i would see the day where the united states was literally just like yeah we'll negotiate with terrorists but that seems to be i mean that that's exactly what we're doing here we're dealing with the taliban as if they are some uh source to be trusted i heard this bizarre uh press conference clip from a an official in canada and she literally said our brothers the yeah. taliban mm -hmm. and i'm like what the hell world are we living in where we're just acting as if the Taliban are our friends now and don't actually like actively want to harm us? Yeah, because, I mean, yes, I saw that same clip. The general in the in the press conference that happened just a couple of hours ago was saying that we, you know, we share our we have shared interests right now. Like what? Like, interests? Well, uh, and again, we're not even not just negotiating with the Taliban. We're negotiating with them for our security. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is incredible. And, 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 you know, to your point, Eric, like we're not military experts. Like, I'm not going to design a war for you at any point soon. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, it's like with Andrew Cuomo. I'm also not a, 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 a you know, I'm not a doctor. 
right? right? I don't know. But I can tell you that you <laughs> don't import, you know, yeah. patients that are contagious into a nursing home. Like, that's just, like, really obvious and basic. And the same thing applies here. Like, you don't give up your air bases uh, before you get your civilians out. You know, I think there probably were some people who were watching the press conferences from this guy and are saying, like, look, you know, they wouldn't be saying that they're going to hold it for a long time. And, this not, you know, there's no chance of them taking over over a weekend and all the things that were said by people like Joe Biden mm. to reinforce that this wasn't going to happen. They may have stayed and said, well, we'll just wait until we hear that they take out you know, a nearby city, then we'll get out of here. And those people are just stuck now. You know, I mean, think about what the bad side of this is. Yes, a, a, a suicide bombing is really bad. But if there's a thousand U.S. citizens there and ISIS-K slash the Taliban slash Al-Qaeda are in control of the country, how many hostage videos are we going to see? I mean, this could get... Yeah. so bad it's incomprehensible god please forbid it but i mean it's 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 and, and, bad. and then and then what i mean what does the united states do what i mean what what is what are your options here right i mean your your our people were just killed yeah. you, talk, you have to respond I, I, last week i talked about this and i didn't want it to be true but just understanding the world stage and how war works I could absolutely see this being a botched effort, but unfortunately a purposeful botched effort to then excuse themselves to, to go right back war. to war. Mm. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. So I i mean, that sounds cruel and corrupt because you're dealing with other human beings as if they're like pawn in this political chess game. But this is what we're well, dealing with. That's government. I mean, that's government. Yeah. That's, world, that's, that's world's governments, especially in that area. And when you're dealing with the Middle East. so. I hate for that to be true. I don't want to see that become true, but that could absolutely be what's what's happening. But I guess more so the way to look at it is it shows that, I mean, we've seen this with COVID and a mountain of other things, and that that mistake that you make at the beginning could lead to, it's a waterfall, man, and it could lead to utter just catastrophic events that you were unable to see because you refused to see anything beyond what was directly in front of you. How many times have I used that analogy with, with, with COVID mm-hmm. and how governments don't seem to understand how like economics work or how the economy works. They think it's a light switch. And then we get this inflation issue right now and everybody's like, oh, what? What happened? That could have been what we're dealing with. I have to, because we are dealing with government, I have to assume that or at least leave it on the table that they are just incompetent. And maybe they really did believe that, okay, we've armed all of these people, 300,000 uh, Afghanistan Afghanistani, uh, uh, military folk that are going to be able to combat whatever is going to happen they're going to be fine i have to leave that on the table but we're also dealing with a corrupt government here so i can also believe that they purposely botched this to keep us to have an excuse to say all right well here we go let's go right back and next thing you know we're there for another 20 years Mm. i mean at the very least if you held an air base you would have the ability to be able to at least run extraction missions until you get these people out. You'd at least have some ability. Instead, they're in an airport that has a civilian side of the airport and a military side in the middle of a city. Like, at least you'd have an opportunity to do something if you held the airbase. Instead, they they left that in the middle of the night, according to Afghan military sources. They didn't even know it happened. The lights just went out. And they wa- and then looters came in and took all the stuff. This is, it's been 
you know, I am a person who thought Joe Biden would be a terrible president, um, as you probably did as well. Mm-hmm. I even am shocked by how terrible he is. <laughs> like it, it is, it's it's flabbergasted it really me. Is. I, I, every it's, it's as if if he just took a coin and flipped it over and over again to make his decisions. At least he'd hit on fifty percent of them. <laughs> like he is continually making the worst possible choice, and it goes not only for uh, what we're seeing in Afghanistan. But when it comes to spending and inflation, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. the border is another one over and over and over again. This guy was sold as this moderate, you know, pragmatic president. He's acted in a way that an incredible ideologue would act. Mm -hmm. A person who is so dedicated to what he wants to do in Afghanistan, uh, whatever that is, um, that he is willing to walk through all of this tragedy and stand in front and keep saying it's going well. Mm -hmm. I mean, they went to the press two days ago and said we deserve props for what's happened in afghanistan mm-hmm. like legitimately success. like it was a success yeah. jen saki was out there in front of uh, briefing people and saying like you can't look at this as anything other than a success like that is like i mean people made fun of donald trump for saying things that weren't true i mean that is like uh, you are on mars talking like that yeah. and now i they they wanted credit for this they're going to get it. And they I hope should they get do. It. I think that's most important, that's understanding important. what the presidency actually is. We can set up. I know economy, when we talk economics, that has a lot of moving parts yes, in yep. it. Senate, mm-hmm. uh, Congress, folk, House of Representatives that are this right here directly falls on yep. his hand. Yep. Yep. That's what his job as the yes. president is supposed to be. So let's not lose sight of this if we want to sit up here and try to. If there is one thing that we can blame the president <laughs> on, oh, yeah. it is it's on this. foreign policy. Yeah. Absolutely. It is this. Uh, all right. When we come back. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, what she first tweeted about after the Kabul bombings. You're not going to want to miss that. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So uh, how will you know when you are ready to do something about your receding hairline and the bald spot? Uh, That will be when they are the first things that you see whenever you look in the mirror. All right. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's genetic. But guess what? Keeps can help you with that. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention. Keeps is going to offer you the same doctor-recommended, FDA-approved hair loss treatment that you get from a regular doctor's office, but they're generic, so you're gonna pay about half the cost. By the way, you're also gonna do everything online. It's super easy. You don't even have to go into the doctor's office to make this happen. You answer a couple questions online, take a couple pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your information and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and they ship it directly to your door for you. By the way, if you have any questions, you can message your Keeps Doctor 24-7 and track all of your progress with their tracking tool. Let's get you started with a special discount. If you go to keeps.com, that is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Y, you'll get 50% off of your first order. That is five zero half off if you go to keeps.com slash Y. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, fired off a series of tweets today reminding everyone that it is uh, not that anything that happened in uh, Kabul, but that it's Women's Equality Day uh, here. Mm. Uh, Yeah. 
here in the United States. So she said, despite progress, women across the nation still face barriers to full equality from shameful pay disparities to the unfair economic impacts of the pandemic to the brazen assault on the right to vote. At this moment, Democrats are committed to building back better with women. Today and every day, <laughs> let us summon the suffragist spirit of hope and strive to lift up the voices of women across the nation because we know this truth. When women succeed, America succeeds. And then, of course, she has a statement. It's just so interesting uh, that we don't hear her take on the uh, women over in Afghanistan right now <laughs> who are being terrorized by the Taliban. I don't, I didn't, I just see uh, shameful pay disparities um, and then some sort of stupid uh, comment on the assault on the right to vote. Don't see anything on uh, women overseas in other places who are like actively, literally actively being like raped and murdered right now. It's hmm. an interesting thing to leave out. It's kind of in the news cycle right now. You think she might address it. I'm also perplexed as to uh, what, what level of full equality we're looking for from, you know, the Speaker of the House, who happens to be a woman, uh, or I guess, but that does Good make point. her third in line for the presidency behind another woman, uh, the vice president. Right, so, right. I mean, I just this this is just such an unfair society for women right now. Uh, I, I mean, like, you know, her the, the equal pay point is so bad. You know, all of the 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 pandemic employment thing is a really interesting the economic uh, ramifications of that. Uh, well, that's because a lot of the guys had jobs. They had to work through the entire pandemic. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, again, like, are you it, saying that you don't think women should get paid when they're not working? I know it's a weird thought, but like, again, I don't I don't know that sending a bunch of guys out in a pandemic is a good <laughs> argument for, you know, for being anti-women. I, I don't I don't know exactly what that means. Um, but uh, it's it's typical Pelosi, right? I mean, you know, look, we know we know the social media thing. Sometimes people, maybe she, who knows? Maybe she scheduled this tweet. I mean, I did see some. There's always for every terrible you don't tragedy. Need to give no, Nancy Pelosi the benefit of the doubt. I feel Stu. bad doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad doing it. I'm the person who has NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. So I, you, okay, I believe fair. me, I'm not. A, right. I'm not a fan. I will say, you know, it, this, every tragic event has some of these things that are like these scheduled tweets that come out at the exact right time. It's usually from like Pringles, though. You know, the, <laughs> it's like Pringles will just have some really offensive tweet in the middle of a tragedy. Um, but it's, it could be that, I guess. But the point is, it doesn't matter whether. It, it's tied to the events. She knew the event of Afghanistan had been going on for weeks. So, like, this is a known quantity. Uh, and they're just these incorrect, poorly thought out talking points from Pelosi, who has built uh, an entire career on nonsense. I mean, she just never says anything that's true. <laughs> she really is almost physically incapable of it. I'm actually, like, that is kind of impressive if you think about it. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it, really, like, she has made an entire career out of that? That's, it, it is That's impressive. I, the only thing I can think of that she's ever said that was true is Jenny's is pretty good ice cream. <laughs> and she had about 100 uh, pints of it in in her freezer, or her multiple freezers right, in her in her kitchen. And I was like, you know, after that, I went to the store and I tried, I bought every flavor they had to try them. And I will say they were pretty damn good. They were good. Other than that, I've never heard her say no true thing. <laughs> Eric. Yeah, the talking points, the economic ones are, have been debunked top to bottom, yep. especially with this pay disparity and things that they're still clinging on to. But when you understand Democrats, when you understand the authoritarian left, they're banking on you not having any bit of sense mm -hmm. to just go, I don't know, look it up for yourself and vet anything it is that they want, that they say. 
Because the, that's what the unfortunate thing about equality and the nonsense. It's a nonsensical term in general. I mean, if you really think about it, I know I get it. Civil rights era. We, it, it, it was a term that since then has been used to try to say that, you know, we all need to be treated equal. But when you think about it by itself, the term equality makes no freaking sense. As the great Thomas Sowell once said, the same man isn't equal to himself on different days. Mm -hmm. So that's the unfortunate thing of about this is that when you look at uh, like the economy or whether it be disparity or pay gaps or whatever, you have to look at those in context. And yeah, when you no start context. to look, yeah, when you start to look at those in context, mm -hmm. you start to see, OK, that's just a talking point that doesn't it's not even real. Like it, it's they're trying to speak something into existence. And you bring up a good point with not only just her position, but positions really top to bottom and everything else, every industry. Um, it's almost an overrepresentation, I feel, in some cases. And when you talk about like nursing and teaching and stuff where there is an overrepresentation, if you want to talk about mm -hmm. men not necessarily representing I don't know. It could be that we don't generally go uh, right. to those particular uh, uh, po points of employment. No uh, context. To get once it. Again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No context once again. But they don't care about that. It's mm -hmm. all about a talking point. And of course, stealing from the American people to try to achieve something that will never be able to be achieved because no matter what, they're always going to try to find something where they say, hey, that there's a disparity there. Therefore, something must be wrong. And women just just aren't equal. And it's not just women. It's black people. It's transgendered people, lesbians, and everything else. You just go down, it's always some sort of disparity, and context doesn't even matter. I know the point of this was not to bring up uh, and address her specific complaints per se. It was more to just say like how out of touch she is. Yeah. Uh, but to your point on on the uh, I, uh, on uh, the pay disparity, um, a guy wrote a book a while ago. It's, it's called uh, "Why Men Earn More," and I and he goes through all the stats and and he and this is a well known thing on the conservative side, like why these things exist because men and women are different basically. But his story I thought was really was always remarkable. He was a guy who worked at the National Organization of Women in uh, in New York. First of all, men taking jobs at the National Organization. Wow. Yeah, that's just so disturbing. Um, but he was he was going to get into a business, and he looked at the pay gap. He was wearing the pin that said whatever at that point is like 59 cents. You know, women earn for every man, uh, every hour a man works, uh, or every dollar a man earns. And he decided, hey, wait a minute. I've got a hack here of the system. I will just open up my business and just hire all women. I'll pay them more than 59 cents. I'll pay them 80 cents. But I'll be saving over all of these guys that go in and they are all hiring men at a dollar. I will save money. I'll have all and my business will be successful. Well, what happens is he realized once he hired all women that women are different. Yeah. You know, women, Very. they, they <laughs> occasionally might get pregnant, for example, mm -hmm. and not be there mm -hmm. for multiple months. That's that should be. It's part of our society. We all need women to be pregnant. Thank God they are. I'm a big fan of women myself. Um, but you know they are different. They yeah. they prioritize different things. They might not want to stay as many hours. They may want to be home with their kids, the kids more. Right? Maybe they actually like their families, unlike a lot of the men. Um, so there are differences, and he it didn't work for him. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons he he wrote the book. But it is a it's an interesting thing that it, it you I'm always fascinated by these arguments that last through every single piece of them being destroyed yeah. like this argument has been debunked by people like Sowell economic disparities and all the, all the economic facts and fallacies go yeah. read that everybody right. it's, mm -hmm. it, it, it's it breaks book. it down yeah. like to, it's not about it, what we're arguing right now isn't about uh, opinions right this isn't a oh well we agree to disagree no they're wrong 
objectively speaking, <laughs> yeah. they are incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So if you like a good snack throughout the day, maybe you have a sweet tooth like me, but you don't want to snack all the time, you, you, let me put it to you this way. If you ate Snickers bars all the time, you would weigh like 800 pounds, okay? You don't want to do that. You got to get Built Bar instead. They've got a ton of different flavors. They are a healthy protein bar, but... They taste like a candy bar, so it tastes like you are cheating on your diet, but you're not. They've got a ton of different flavors, coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, uh, cookies and cream. They have a ton to choose from, um, and you can get a mixed box, by the way. If you go to the website, get the mixed box. You can get two of each of the regular flavors. Pick whichever one you like the most, and then you can stock your pantry up with it. They have up to 18 grams of protein. They're 180 calories or less. I'm telling you, I've heard from so many of you guys out there, you are loving your Built Bars. So if you have not yet jumped on the Built Bar bandwagon, you have to try it. You can go to Built.com, use promo code NEWS15 to save 15% off of your first order. That is NEWS15 only at Built.com. Since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic in February 2020, YouTube has removed more than one million videos related to, quote, dangerous coronavirus information, uh, the company said yesterday. This says uh, the removed videos included content that YouTube judged was misinformation about the pandemic, like promotion of a false cure or videos calling the pandemic a hoax. Uh, and they said that these videos, of course, could directly lead to egregious real-world harm. Uh, he ex uh, the uh, chief product officer, Neil Mohan, explained that while combating misinformation remains a priority for the company, with nearly 10 million videos removed each quarter, simply removing videos does not do enough to prevent the some 2 billion users on YouTube's platform from accessing, quote, harmful misinformation. So they are also going to be manipulating search results uh, so that those can be optimized for quality. So it's mm. good that YouTube is looking out for you guys. Um, you know, it, I'm really glad that they have, they can listen to what the CDC who changes their mind every 10 <laughs> seconds and uh, the World Health Organization who is just uh, in China's back pocket. So it's really good that we can get really unbiased, qualified information. I have a feeling the YouTube king over here oh, yeah. has something to say about <laughs> Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Definitely. When I've had to, you know, have two striker moves, back-to-back -back champ uh, <laughs> there. And it's not just, look, misinformation is a weird term. What they define. On purpose, I think. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it is. Because it's loose, and generally mm -hmm. they'll say something like it can't go, though. WHO is specifically the organization, and they'll say, well, you can't say anything that is contrary, basically, to WHO. And that's such an odd policy when you look at, well, they themselves have went back on things okay. that they've said, like early on in the pandemic. Which WHO? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Which, which one are we listening to, <laughs> yeah. right? The one that at first said that, well, it's no, it's really no way that it was leaked in the lab. Mm -hmm. Or the one that, I don't know, just a month ago, General Tedros was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have wrote that <laughs> off so, so early because maybe that actually did happen. It happened. Accidents happened. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Which WHO do we listening to? But... It's hilarious that they word it in a way like, OK, you're trying to protect other people and you talk about dangerous information that they allow to be on there. 
I mean, government in itself to me is dangerous. I guess I can make that argument. It, uh, well, you know, it's killed over a quarter billion people in the last century. Uh, fact check me on that. Uh, something of that nature. It's a lot of people that people, you know, have been killed by the government. And I'm not even including war. But all of the different things that are out there that, you know, politicians are able to just say things uh, willy nilly. Uh, mm -hmm. Governments are able to brag about, um, I don't know, concentrate, well, excuse me, quarantine camps um, and, and all sorts of just weird things and acts of aggression that are happening all around the world. And that's permissible because I guess it's well, it's there. It's within our best interest. Right. They're, of course, trying to help us. To me, I'm so damn tired of not just them stores that I go to everywhere that I go to where everybody says they're trying to put my health as their top priority. I wish that you didn't do that <laughs> uh, because unfortunately that seems to end up with me being either silenced in some sort of way. But to brag about millions of videos, I, trust me, America, it ain't just stuff that there are uh, people calling it hoax. It's basically anything that isn't doom, gloom, get jabbed, uh, wear a diaper on your face, all of that. Anything to the contrary of that, you're more than likely going to be uh, they're going to say that you're spreading some sort of me medical misinformation. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you don't have like a following like myself, it's very difficult to try to fight the hell. It's difficult for guys in my position to fight it anyway. But especially if you're just like an up and coming YouTuber, mm -hmm. good luck trying to say anything mildly controversial uh, about this because, yeah, they'll take it down like that. And then they'll brag about it. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that the stores have their uh, my health as their biggest <laughs> oh, pri <man>. priority. <laughs> as I walk in and they allow me to buy Cheetos ice cream and alcohol. <laughs> good point. Uh, yeah. you know, it's a strain. Uh, maybe you should take those off the shelf and care about my health because that's what's hurting it right now. Um, it's funny because like it, I, look I think we could all for whatever reason the government wants these companies to be the arbiter of truth mm -hmm. and so they want to have this thing because they like the idea that they get, they're all able to say just follow the science and this would go away just listen these basic things don't be so selfish just listen to science follow the science and you can have that view, right? If you're like, if we're talking about gravity, you can have that view and probably get away with it. Just follow the science. Things are going to fall. If you put it out the window, it's going to go down, right? Mm -hmm. With something like this, you see them making mistakes. You see them giving one piece of advice and then giving the other piece of the advice. And when they do that, they come out with an actually very rational view, which is we're in the middle of a pandemic. We don't know everything. Yeah. Relax. Like, of course, there's going to be changes yeah. here. We're in an ongoing environment and we don't understand this perfectly. The problem is you can't have both of those positions. Mm -hmm. You can't say, look, we're in an evolving situation. It's a pandemic. We don't know what's going on. But listen to the science. Mm -hmm. You can't have both of them. They don't make sense together. Mm -hmm. They want both of them. It's, you know, it's sort of that thing that John Stewart used to do. Like he was a serious commentator until he said something blatantly true. And then he was just a comedian. You know, and he wanted both sides of that. He wanted the credibility and he wanted the, hey, so what? I said something completely f false. I'm just a comedian. I'm just making jokes. Mm -hmm. You can't have both of those positions. You have to have one or the other. And that's, I think, the biggest thing that they've done here. Uh, they have tried to come out and say, look, we're the arbiter of truth. You know, the World Health Organization has every right to censor what viewpoints come on on the World Health Organization's yeah. website. And that's where they can control the information. Yeah. YouTube should not be doing this. YouTube is the second biggest social network out there. Um, and people don't think of it as a social network, but that's really what it is. And they have at some level been able to evade some of the pressures that have come from uh, for, for on Facebook and Twitter and some of these other things. And you can see the government's like, well, no, we can't let that information be out there either. We have to squash it every single place. And some of it, look, some of it is 
wrong. Some of it is false. So what? what exactly? So what? What country do we live in? China is doing this in their country. They get to decide everything that's false, and we all agree that's a bad approach. But here we're like, well, I think I, I think this multi-billion-dollar corporation like Google should be telling us what's true and what isn't. That's a terrible idea. How can the left not see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's antithetical to everything it is that we like. Even what YouTube used to stand for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those conspiracy theories videos yeah. I used to watch on though going down that rabbit <laughs> hole. That was awesome times and now <laughs> now i gotta walk on eggshells <laughs> all right we've got more to come first we want to thank our sponsor new sponsor of the show prayer bowls all right so uh oftentimes we hear maybe we're at church and we hear a prayer request when we're at church or on social media or, or email you get a friend who says hey can you please pray for so and so and maybe you'll pray for the person at that time that you hear it but then a lot of times we quickly forget to offer a prayer again, and then we get back to our daily routine, and it just slips our mind. Well, recently, uh, I came across a company called Prayer Bowls, and it will help you pray for the people that you love. Uh, I mean, let me tell you, there's no shortage of people to pray for right now at this moment in time. Um, If you've been listening to the show, you know that, all right? So what is Prayer Bowl? It is a unique handcrafted ceramic or wooden bowl that holds your prayer intentions, the prayers you were meant to pray, you meant to pray and just didn't get around to it. Um, Now you can, these bowls are really, really pretty. They come with a bundle of prayer cards that you can use to remind yourself. You write the name of the person you intend to pray for on the card, collect them in your prayer bowl. And then in your daily quiet time with your meditation, Uh, your personal prayer time. You can lift up all of those in your prayer bowl. I'm telling you guys, I have the Alexis in turquoise and it is just, it's such a beautiful decor piece. And it also really, really helps you uh, remember who you need to be praying for. It's very, very powerful. They're made by hand in the U.S., Portugal, and Poland. Order today and get a set of scripture cards free with the offer code NEWS. I'm telling you guys, you've got to check them out. They are just gorgeous. They're a special gift for every occasion. Get yours today at prayerbowls.com. That is prayerbowls.com. After Australia locked down and, of course, uh, this sparked a ton of different protests that have been going on in Australia, I know we've been trying to cover it on the program. We had Sydney Watson on yesterday and we discussed a little bit of uh, what was going on there. But um, the New South Wales Minister for Health announced that fully vaccinated residents, this is really exciting, you guys, if you're fully vaccinated. (laughs) I'm really, really excited for you. You will soon be allowed one hour only of extra recreational time. So yeah, Yeah. one (laughs) hour of like breathing fresh air. Um, So that's really exciting. And, um, but this is in addition to the one hour allowed for exercise. So they get, you get a bonus hour if you are fully vaccinated. And it doesn't kick in until September 13th, so hold on to you. Hold on to you, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't, please, tr- don't, don't leave your house to go Not out yet. for the extra hour now. Please, please. You'll get thrown into prison probably for the rest of your life, all right? Beginning September 13th, you get a bonus hour, um, thankfully. Um, I, it, it's, it feels like I'm reading about, like, a prison, but that's because that's I'm not. what's happening. They're right. imprisoned in their houses. Yes. It is a prison colony initially. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're just trying to return back to their roots. Uh, so and, and then, of course, the um, the health minister says we are so grateful for every person who comes forward to get vaccinated because the more jabs we get into arms, the sooner we can lift 
restrictions. Now, um, the, I, I know you are Mr. Vaccine. That's me. So let me just ask you this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Explain to me what sense it makes mm -hmm. when we've already seen the data that fully vaccinated people can both spread the disease and get the disease. Mm -hmm. What sense does it make <laughs> right. to say we have to get more people vaccinated so that we can lift the restrictions? It, I, I don't. Th there's a lot of really dumb people in government, and I'm not going to be able to make sense of everything <laughs> okay. uh, that well, they say. I, I mean, I would say, you know, like I would be the opposite in saying that, like, look, first of all, people should be able to do what they want, yeah. uh, first of all. But like, if you are vaccinated, this is again, like there's so much of this that gets attached onto this. You should be able to basically do whatever you want. Now, I think you should be able to do whatever you want, whether you're vaccinated or not. And I believe that because I think it's an important moral story and, 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 and a, a, a freedom that I don't know what the I don't know the Australian Constitution all that well, but it's an important thing. I think that people it doesn't come from the government. It comes from God. So that that's a totally different story to apply these bizarre things. And I find it so strange coming from Australia because I really feel like we have a pretty close cultural connection to yeah. Australia. Like they, they seem to. like they're the same as us. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I remember like when we were going through a lot of the climate uh, hysteria back, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. It was just like us and Australia were the only two countries not participating in these giant global or, or arrangements. Honestly, like this is a bizarre theory here, but like the only thing I can really think of is that they are on, they think of themselves as an island. And I think maybe as an island, you become more protectionist. You see it here in the United States with mm -hmm. Hawaii. Hawaii is acting the same strange, weird way. It's like, exactly. hey, no one come and visit us. I know all of our uh, income comes yeah, from tourism, tourism, but please don't visit Hawaii right now. <laughs> and then you look at the numbers, they're like, they have like four people at the hospital. Uh, so it, it's like, I don't know if it's this weird, like isolationist, protectionist thing that goes on. I don't know what is causing this because Australia, I think, acts pretty consistently. They're people that, you know, uh, you know, they are, have not gone as far as Europe has in, in, in removing freedoms. Um, but you talk to Sydney Watson and she'll tell you it's changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's really come a long way and I think gone the wrong way. Yeah, Eric, we yeah. about a minute. <clears throat> they have imprisoned people in their homes, um, calling it exactly what it is. And that's the danger of acting as if your freedom, which is how they worded freedoms, comes from, like you mentioned, uh, the government, because it is not. This is something that is inherent in every single uh, individual, but unfortunately, authoritarians don't see it that way. They look at it like, no, we grant you um, that, and we can obviously stop and start it. They are building what is effectively a con more multiple concentration camps in New South, uh, South Wales, uh, as well as their well, quarantine, or what they call them, well camps, I think it was the actual oh, name. name. Pretty, buttering them, them, of course, up. And to be in that area, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, I know we got Sydney here. I got a couple of buddies. I actually appearing on a couple of podcasts of, of folks over there in Australia. And it's just insane the amount of people that unfortunately are like, yeah, they're clapping like seals at this idea because they think that the government is protecting them. But if nothing else, we see what's going on in Israel. I don't think with the whole upticking the jabs, I don't think it's going to get well. I don't think we, it doesn't look like you're going to get the results that you think that you're going to get. There's also a pre-study uh, where it's kind of going through the, let's say, the vetting the study, mm -hmm. if you will, getting a peer uh, peer reviewed. They're saying that people that got the antibodies for it, like naturally, are better protected mm, than those that. that got the jab. So be on the lookout for that. Which honestly makes sense when you look at like every other illness in history. Just saying. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. I just find it very fascinating that um, 
The vaccine has the ability to... Hey, don't forget to go to wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. It will help more people be able to find the show. And also, uh, we know you're in it for yourself. So uh, if you write us a good review, you may see yours read live on air, like the one today from DMD76, who said, Where's Sarah? I listened to this podcast to hear Sarah. Where is she? I was out. I was I surviving was, is what uh, you were doing. Thank you. You were battling back against a pandemic and defeating it. Thank you. Yes. But now I am, <laughs> in fact, a survivor. Mm -hmm. Like still. So like 99% of other people. Is yeah. <laughs> hey, shut well, up. Uh, Sorry. Don't my, say that. We're important. How rude. I want my attention. Spoken like a non-survivor. <laughs> uh, one more from Nikki H83, who says, love the show. I love getting my daily news from Sarah and crew. I love all the guests such as Stu, Pat, Eric, Yako, and everyone else. I can't tell enough people where to get the real news. Thanks for always being honest and telling the true news. That is what we are here to do and try to deliver it in a consumable way because let's face it, everything right now totally sucks. But that's why we're here. All right. So thanks guys for being here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.